I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 470 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest to bring you guys today. Andrew Sorkin joins me on the podcast. Andrew is a financial columnist for the New York Times. He is also the co-anchor of CNBC's Squawk Box. Andrew is the author of the best-selling book, Too Big to Fail, Also, he produced a movie adaption of that book for HBO Films. Andrew is the co-creator of the hit Showtime series Billions, and he has been featured on everything from the Today Show, Good Morning America, The Chris Matthews Show, The Daily Show, Real Time with Bill Maher, and so many other outlets. He is, of course, a first-class father as well. I'm excited to have him on the podcast today. Andrew Sorkin will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Andrew Sorkin was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right. And if you guys enjoyed today's interview with Andrew Sorkin, please go back and check out some of my other interviews with other financial or business dads that I've had on the podcast here, including The Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, Lou Dobbs, formerly of Fox Business, New York City real estate and star of Million Dollar Listing, Ryan Serhant, and so many other guys. Please go through the archives of the podcast. Check them all out. Available for you guys to listen to at your convenience. Still to come on the podcast this week, a current UFC champion will be stopping by, and one of the leading jockeys in the country will be here with me to get you guys ready for this year's Kentucky Derby. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who they are and who else will be joining me here on the podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please consider hitting me with that rating or review. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Andrew Sorkin. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, first-class fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. Joining me now, First Class Father, Andrew Sorkin. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for having me. I, I want to be a First Class Father. We're all working on it. It's a journey. Well, you made the grade here today, so let's start right there. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I've got three kids, uh, two twin boys who are 10, and a four-year-old girl. Wow, very cool. Yeah, what kind of sports activities are they all into? Oh, goodness. The boys, uh, I mean, well, there's two things going on right now. There's what I call the in-real-life activities, and, and there's Roblox which we're trying to avoid. We're, we're, we're in a bit of a, a roadblock situation here in the Sorkin household at the moment. Uh, but the good, the good part about this, and I'm trying, I don't know how to get my head around it, 
is I have a son who's actually into developing games on Roblox. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm thinking this is a good thing, but it's very, you know, screen time is sort of a hard thing. Otherwise, uh, they're big skiers, they're big tennis players. Uh, this winter, I don't know, we've been, we've been running around ice skating. I mean, honestly, with, with the pandemic, team sports has not been the thing at the moment. And yeah. my little girl, she's just running around doing everything, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm battling the screen time over here as well. I got four kids myself, so this year during a pandemic, it's been uh, it's been tough to try to get the screens under control. So, hey, hey, Andrew, if you could here, please just take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. So, I'm a journalist uh, by day. Um, I write for the New York Times. I host a show on CNBC called Squawk Box. It's it's the morning show about the world of finance and business, and really at the intersection of policy. Um, and then I'm also a, an author, wrote a book called Too Big to Fail, and a producer made a movie out of it uh, for HBO, uh, co-created a show on Showtime called Billions uh, with Damian Lewis and uh, Paul Giamatti, and I'm working right now uh, with HBO again uh, to create a new film uh, about GameStop. Yeah, well, I look forward to seeing that because that's one of the things I'm going to hit on you here in a little bit. But then I wanted to say, obviously, you've had a very successful career here, Andrew. Along this journey, about how old were you then when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, my God, it's changed everything. Um, I was, that's a good question. I was 34 years old. I was 33 or 34 years old when I first became a dad. And... I mean, I'm still going through it. I'm a workaholic. I'm somebody who's always loved work. I mean, I really do love work. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or if I should feel bad saying that. But but I've always um, had such a passion about what I do. And so I was one of those people, especially before kids, who would work, you know, 80, 90, 100 hour weeks, work on the weekend. You know, some people play golf. I work. That's that's my hobby. Right. Um and I think having kids has sort of changed at least some of that. I still work probably as hard as I ever have. But a little bit at this point for me, but like, what am I doing this for? Like, why am I doing this? Am I, you know, what, what is this really about? And it's created, a, I think, a lot for me of perspective about how I spend my time, who I spend my time with, how I spend my time with my kids. Um, because ultimately, uh, whatever I do professionally is really going to pale in comparison, I imagine, uh, to um, to their future and whatever they can do for the world and for themselves and for their families. And so, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I could I could get on the couch here and we could, we could go through a whole thing here. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I wanted to hit on, Andrew, I know you posted it on Twitter there. The kids hit you with a good April Fool's. Oh, and, uh, you mentioned that God. there was a, a retaliation prank. You Can you run that a whole scenario there by the listeners? Oh, so they got me so good this year. Um, so we all, we sh I should say we're an April Fool's family. So we're into <laughs> April Fool's Day in a very big way. It also happens to be my mother's birthday on April Fool's. So there's there's always a lot of hijinks going on at, on, on April 1st in, in my household. This year, and I don't even know how I could have missed this. I'm just such a, I'm such a delinquent. So I get an email. It says that it's from Roblox Billing Department. And it's got the Roblox logo on it. 
and it's got the whole thing. I mean, it's like, you know, everything's per pretty perfected on it. And it says that my credit card, uh, that their account, Henry's account had been billed uh, $1,000 on my credit card, but because it wasn't either double authenticated or whatever it was that they weren't able to uh, authenticate the thing. They, 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 the actual email said it was an unusual transaction. So it, it seemed even real in that way. <laughs> I'm thinking that he hacked, what happened if he got hacked, probably his fault, he's doing all these crazy things, these developer forums and who's he talking to and what's happening. So of course now steam is coming out of my ears and you know we're all home because they're 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 doing i think they were doing virtual school that week or no no we were actually on vacation but we were home because because vacation is staycation and we i go running into their room i go guys i just got this email what is going on here thousand dollars how could this be da, 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 da. and they look at me and they go dad april fools now <laughs> i should tell you this was true retaliation they had been working on this for a very long time, apparently. I mean, this was like one of those phishing emails, for real. I mean, it, it really makes me think that either I'm saving for, for, for college education or for bail money. I mean, that's what's <laughs> gonna happen when this is all over. But so last year, because it was the beginning of the pandemic, the kids had been on virtual school for, I don't know, three or couple weeks at that point. And a friend of mine, it was actually a friend of mine who did it, but I, I guess I executed on it. He wrote up an email from the school uh, with the school logo and everything from uh, the principal of the school, from the, from the headmaster, saying that given the COVID and everything, um, for whatever time was going to be away, the kids were going to be away for remote school, they were going to have to make it up and school would begin again over the summer in person. And it was very draconian, including Saturdays and everything. And so I had read this email to them and shown it to them on my phone. And I have a video of it that I'm not allowed to show anybody because my kids are so mortified by the whole situation. The fact that I'm talking about it with you is probably not going to help my my cause as a first-class father. So <laughs> anyway, that's, that's what happened. And now I have to figure out what happens on April 1st, 2022. So if you have ideas, send them my way. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing what happens next year. I'm sure it'll be hard to top that one. Now, uh, other than revenge here, uh, what would you say are some of the top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids growing up? Empathy. Empathy more than anything else. Just to being able to understand other people and being able to put yourself in their shoes. Loyalty. A, a true sense that that you're good for your word. I've always thought that when I know somebody's good for their word and they're with me, that that's that's a that's a real bond. And honesty, um, you know, you can't do anything else unless you're honest. If you're an honest broker, it takes you a long way. Now, those are three things I think I can instill in them. The one that I'd love to instill in them, but I don't know if it's something that's instillable is I hope, I pray that they find something that they're genuinely passionate about, that they love. In the same way that I've, I told you I love my work, I feel blessed because even though I called it work, I don't feel like I've ever worked a day in my life, for real, because I actually love what I do all the time, and that's a blessing. And so how do you, how do you create a situation 
or opportunities for them to be able to find that thing that they love. So that's what I hope to do. And uh, boy, it feels like a high bar. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned it before too, uh, saving for these kids to go to college or bail money uh, with tongue in cheek there. But it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's something right now we see a lot of people calling for a student loan forgiveness. We got a lot of kids that come out of college, they're buried in debt. Yep. Um, I, I've had the Wolf of Wall Street on here, Jordan Belford. I've had a lot of different entrepreneurs on here to ask them is, is a college degree necessary to succeed in today's world? And then saving for that, what does it look like? So, w- what's the best way for parents here? Uh, to save for their kids' futures. How are you saving financially for your kids' futures? What's the best way for us dads to go about it here? All right, dads, my pillow has got so much more to offer than just the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own, but don't just take my word for it. Here's my wife to tell you her favorite product from my pillow. Honey, what is it? Well, I love all the my pillow products, from the robe to the towels, but my absolute favorite hands down product is the my pillow mattress topper on our king size bed i have the best sleep since owning that topper it's like sleeping at a spa resort and i can't wait to sleep on it tonight and i look forward to seeing you there tonight and let me tell you something right now guys happy wife happy life and this mattress topper has been a game changer for me that's a guarantee and speaking of guarantees all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? First-class fatherhood listeners can now save up to 66% off. That's right, up to 66% off your order using my promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save up to 66% off or use the 800 number. That's 1-800-875-0219, 1-800-875-0219, and your savings will be applied instantly. Visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and save up to 66% off your order at MyPillow. To save for their kids' futures, how are you saving financially for your kids' futures? What's the best way for us dads to go about it here? Oh, well, I think the answer is you got you got to save, you got to start early, and in terms of putting these kids in a position to succeed college is a huge part of that um and look there are people who you know mark zuckerberg left college bill gates left left college there there are going to be exceptions to the rule but to me in this day and age getting these kids both into out of ultimately college four years later uh, is one of the things that i i hope I hope to do and I hope happens for them in terms of saving. You know, I think there's a number of programs, depending on what state you're in, uh, where, you, where you can save on, on a tax deductible basis, uh, at least some money annually. But I think just save early, save often and put that money away constantly. It's 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 the only thing you can do, uh, unfortunately. And then, of course, you know, when these kids get to, you know, junior, senior year in high school, and they're and they're applying. The good news is there's still opportunities, Pell grants, and and all sorts of other things to look to look at in terms of financial assistance that may or may not be available. But uh, to the extent you can put yourself in the best position possible, you need to. Yeah, very cool. And then touching on what you mentioned there before, obviously the GameStop thing. We, it's been a crazy financial year since the beginning of the pandemic where the stock market uh, went all the way down. We were wondering how long it was going to take for it to come back up. It shot back up higher than it was before. Uh, we, we've seen this GameStop thing. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has been going crazy. So with the GameStop thing, 
Well, I know you said you're focusing on, on something with HBO for it here. Right. Is this something that we're going to see uh, become a trend, or is this going to be something that's nipped in the bud here? What what does what is, what is the, uh, the future of all this stuff look like? You know, I think the GameStop story to me ultimately is is really about the idea that people are coming together on social media for the very first time and learning about the stock market, but also working as groups um, to, to really be able to, to move the price of a stock and to generate genuine excitement over stock. I don't think that's going away. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. And I think that it's going to be very possible for the little guy in certain ways to push the big guy around for a period. I think ultimately when you look at the GameStop story, one of the, the great revelations is it really was as much about the little guy sticking it to the big guy as it was about the big guy sticking to the big guy or the big guy sticking to the little guy, which is to say that um, it wasn't always just a uh, David versus Goliath story. You know, when you saw the stock, the stock of GameStop move to the, the prices it has, there are big players. There's, there's David versus there's Goliath versus Goliath in some cases. So I think we're still we're still trying to figure out what the lessons of all of this really are. Yeah, it was wild to see. And I know, obviously, some people got caught holding the bag. Obviously, someone's got to come out the losing end of this. And some people that got in late, and then the thing dropped back down. So it was tough to see some of them stories, but also exciting to see the ones that, that did win out on it, that started yep. small and made big and got out. So obviously, you know, uh, uh, a tale of, uh, you know, what does they say in the tale of two cities there? It was the best of times, two the cities. worst of times, exactly. right? Yeah, so uh, that seems to be what played out. And then, and then bringing it back into you as a father here then, Andrew, uh, what, what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Oh, such a great question. I, I am not the heavy. I want to be the heavy, but I'm not the heavy. Um, I'm usually the calm one and I don't discipline as much as I should. And then what that actually creates and it's a problem because when I, when I'm the heavy, I'm like the, the major heavy. So I only sort of come in to do like the, 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 the when, when things are, when, 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 when there's a true discipline problem, when I have to raise my voice, that's when it, it's, you know, but it's probably a snowball effect because I don't say enough probably early on. So I don't know. I, you know, I go between this idea. Do you want to be this helicopter parent where you're on top of the kids all the time, disciplining them, you know, nitpicking all of that all the time? Uh, or do you want to just come in when there's actually something that you can actually help them steer, steer them in the right direction? That's that's what I try to do. Um, but, you know, who knows? You got to got to call me in, in a in 20 or 30 years and maybe interview my my kids to find out whether whether it worked <laughs> yeah sometimes i've had the dad and the child on the show here and i've been able to say hey how was he as a disciplinarian and then see if it holds right. any water you know so uh but always interesting all right so obviously you've had a lot of success here you, you talked about the project coming up with hbo what other kind of projects or what else are you working on what kind of goals do you have here for yourself in the future oh goodness i, I just feel lucky to be able to do all all the things i'm doing frankly and um you know, I, I think my goal for the future, my goal, honestly, is to be a first class dad. No joke. That's what I want to be. And um, anyone who says they're already first class dad is, is, is probably uh, lying to themselves. I think it's, it really is a journey. And um, hopefully, hopefully I'm on the right track. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm trying to be a better dad today than I was yesterday, and that's the main goal here, just to get move the, the, the bar a little higher each day. And I learned so much just from talking to so many different dads, listening to the different philosophies, parenting styles. This has been very uh, therapeutic and, and beneficial to me all the way around. So uh, last thing I want to hit you with here, yeah. Andrew, uh, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast here, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Oh, goodness. You know, so we, when we had twins, we were not expecting twins. So I'll get a little bit nervous about what it's going to be like. Having two at the same time was sort of this explosion for me of, uh, of anxiety or, or nervous. About how, how is this all going to happen? What's going to happen? I don't know. I, I think in the end that uh, it's, it's everything that people say. It goes... It goes too fast. You can't imagine it going as fast. I mean, it's such a cliche. It's a ridiculous cliche, but just spend the time. Spend as much time as you can because it goes beyond, It goes so quick. It's so sad. I mean, I all I wish I could. I often tell my kids, I'm like, I want to. I want you can just stay mini. Can we just keep you mini? Can we, is there a way to do that? And then, of course, they don't want to be mini. They want to be big. They want to be big. They want to be big, big boys and big girls. And uh, and they will. And they will. But. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'll be. A, I'm gonna not be the best dad when they. I'm not gonna be good at being an empty nester. That's for sure. Yeah. Very well said. I, I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I gotta say, Andrew Sorkin, you are a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thank you. Really appreciate it. And good luck to you and all the fathers out there. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Andrew Sorkin for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Keep it locked in. A lot more action coming your way, including a current UFC champion and one of the world's leading top jockeys to get you guys ready for the Kentucky Derby that's happening this weekend. So follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore to find out who they are and who else will be coming here on the podcast. Got some great guests coming your way soon. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You guys have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree, I saw feeling so.